Hello, and welcome to this morning's edition of 5 at 8. Today is Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, and I'm Mark Overman, joined by my co-host, Linda Carlisle. In this episode, we'll talk about China's manufacturing industry showing mixed signals, Elon Musk suing OpenAI, G20 countries discussing a global minimum tax on billionaires, Boeing's violations of exports controls, and the ransomware attack on United Healthcare Group's Change Health Business Unit. Story number one. In a report from CNN, China's manufacturing industry showed mixed signals in February, with the official PMI for state-owned manufacturers dropping while the PMI for private companies rose. Calls for Beijing to boost growth intensified ahead of a key meeting of the country's leaders. The economy still faces challenges, with sluggish growth expected this year. The Communist Party's top decision-making body pledged to meet economic goals by spurring domestic demand and innovation. Further measures to boost growth are anticipated during the upcoming National People's Congress session. Are we looking at a tale of two sectors here? The latest data on China's manufacturing industry is sending some mixed signals. The National Bureau of Statistics reported a contraction for state-owned manufacturers for the fifth consecutive month. But on the flip side, the Ketchin Manufacturing PMI focusing on smaller, private companies, showed an expansion for the fourth straight month. It's almost like a paradox within the same industry. This divergence could be indicative of deeper structural shifts in China's economy. Some analysts believe it's tied to variances in geographic and sector coverage, with the Kaixin PMI covering more southern regions known for key export hubs. It's also noteworthy that China's leadership has pledged to meet economic growth targets by boosting domestic demand and tech industries. This might be a strategic move to counter the headwinds the economy is facing. The effectiveness of these measures will be crucial. As Wang Zhe from the Kaishin Insight Group pointed out, despite the manufacturing sector's improvement, the economy is facing challenges, like subdued prices and contracting employment. Right, Linda. And these aren't just isolated issues. They're likely to affect people's livelihoods and market expectations. As the World Bank's recent forecast suggests, China's economic growth could slow down to 4.5% this year. It'll be interesting to see how the proposed fiscal policies unveiled at the upcoming NPC session might address these challenges. Fiscal policies could be a game-changer here, particularly if they lead to an increase in local government bond issuance and infrastructure spending. It's a delicate balancing act for China, fostering economic growth while maintaining stability. The decisions made at the NPC session will have a far-reaching impact. Story number two. In a report from Al Jazeera, Elon Musk is suing OpenAI and its CEO Sam Altman for allegedly breaching their promise to operate as a non-profit benefiting humanity by forming a profitable alliance with Microsoft. Musk's lawyers claim that OpenAI kept its most advanced AI model, GPT-4, a secret. Altman was fired by OpenAI's former board last year, but returned with a new board. OpenAI's chatbot ChatGPT, became the fastest-growing software application globally and led to the launch of rival chatbots by other tech giants and startups. I gotta say, Linda, Elon Musk's lawsuit against OpenAI has really stirred the pot in the tech world. You know, it seems like a classic case of high ideals clashing with the commercial realities of running a business. OpenAI was originally intended to be an open-source nonprofit that would work for the betterment of humanity. But hey... The multi-billion dollar alliance with Microsoft, that's a game changer. It's hard to stay non-profit when there's so much moolah on the table. Absolutely. 
It's a tough balance to strike, isn't it? The pursuit of technology for the collective good versus the need to monetize to keep the lights on. This is a tension we've seen time and time again in the tech industry. And it's particularly salient in the AI field, where the potential for both commercial success and societal impact is so immense. Especially when we consider the whole controversy around OpenAI's decision to keep the design of GPT-4 under wraps. It sparks a debate about whether advanced AI models should be open source or proprietary. On one hand, open source encourages collaboration and transparency. But on the other, companies might need to maintain some level of secrecy to protect their commercial interests. Yes, and it's a debate that extends beyond just open AI. Think about the implications of corporate partnerships on the direction, transparency, and accessibility of future AI research and development. A partnership like OpenAI's with Microsoft could potentially steer the direction of AI research towards commercial applications rather than the original mission of benefiting humanity. True that, Linda. And let's not forget the ripple effect this has caused in the industry. OpenAI's success has spurred a bevy of startups and even tech giants like Microsoft and Alphabet to jump on the AI bandwagon. While competition is generally good, it also raises concerns about potential monopolization of new tech breakthroughs. What we're seeing is a major shift in the AI landscape. It's imperative that we navigate these changes carefully to ensure that the potential benefits of AI are realized while also mitigating the risks. It's a delicate balance, but one that we must strike for the sake of the future. Story number three. In a report from CNN, G20 countries are discussing the possibility of implementing a global minimum tax on billionaires following a successful agreement on a minimum tax rate for multinational companies. The EU Tax Observatory has proposed a 2% tax on billionaires' net wealth, which could generate significant revenue. Implementing a global minimum tax on billionaires may be more challenging than for corporations due to the mobility of wealthy individuals and the complexity of individual tax systems. Will you look at this, Linda? A global minimum tax on billionaires. About time the super-rich started paying their fair share, don't you think? It's only fair that those who have more should contribute more. Well, Mark, I do agree that wealth disparity is a significant issue. But introducing a global minimum tax on the super-rich is not as simple as it sounds. It's a very complex process. Remember the minimum tax rate for multinational companies? That took years of negotiation. It's not going to be a walk in the park. But just because it's hard doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Think about the potential revenue. It could generate around $250 billion per year. That's not chump change. No, it's not, Mark. But let's consider the practical difficulties. High net worth individuals are often more mobile. It's less clear which authorities would need to tap their wealth. And let's not forget the potential conflicts of interest among G20 countries. Do you really think all these countries would agree on this? Hmm. You make a valid point, Linda. It's going to be a tough road ahead. But you know what they say. Where there's a will, there's a way. If the super wealthy can find ways to evade taxes, I'm sure the world's governments can find a way to implement this tax. It's all about political will. I agree, Mark. Political will is crucial. But so is careful planning and a thorough understanding of the potential implications. We have to make sure this does not inadvertently hurt the global economy or create more loopholes for tax evasion. Story number four. In a report from CNN, Boeing has agreed to pay $51 million for violating exports controls of military technology 
including employees in China downloading sensitive data from defense aircraft and missiles. The State Department found 199 violations of the Arms Export Control Act by Boeing, with $24 million of the fine suspended for strengthening compliance. Boeing is also facing investigations for a door plug incident on a 737 MAX flight and accused of defrauding the FAA during the original certification of the plane. So, Linda, we're seeing Boeing take a pretty heavy hit here, right? $51 million for violating export controls of military technology. Quite a blow to their reputation. And the fact that it involved employees in China downloading sensitive data related to defense aircraft and missiles is a real cause for concern. It's a serious breach of trust and a violation of international trade laws. Boeing, like many other global corporations, has a responsibility to safeguard sensitive data, especially when it's related to military technology. This isn't just about corporate accountability, but also about global security. And it's not just about the China incident either. Apparently, there were 80 additional unauthorized downloads of defense data in 18 countries. That's quite a breach. It brings to mind Lockheed Martin's undisclosed weapon sales a few years back. You can't help but wonder about the broader implications. These incidents raise questions about the effectiveness of compliance programs within these corporations. It's not just about paying a fine and moving on. It's about implementing structural changes that prevent these violations from happening again. Boeing claims to have incorporated improvements to its compliance program since 2020, but the effectiveness of those improvements will be under scrutiny now. Yeah, you're right, Linda. And it's not just about Boeing. It's about the entire aerospace sector. From the Airbus inconsistencies and in reporting payments to middlemen, to the ongoing challenges with quality controls and aircraft manufacturing, there's a lot of room for improvement. And you know what they say? Where there's smoke, there's fire. One can't help but wonder what else might be lurking beneath the surface. Well put, Mark. And it's not just about discovering and addressing these issues, but also about maintaining transparency and accountability. As the saying goes, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Open discussions like these help bring these issues to light and encourage corporations to better themselves. It all comes down to striking the right balance between national defense requirements and business interests. And of course, always keeping the well-being of the global community in mind. That's a tall order but it's an essential one. Story number five. United Healthcare Group's Change Health Business Unit was hacked by the ransomware group LPHV, leading to data theft, encrypted files, and demands for money. The attack impacted pharmacies across the United States, with many having to alter their processes for electronic claims. The outage has caused financial strain on pharmacies and disruptions for patients, including issues with insurance coverage and drug coupons. The attack highlights the ongoing vulnerability of critical infrastructure to ransomware attacks, despite previous law enforcement actions against such groups, according to Washington Post. What a mess, Linda, this recent hack on United Healthcare's change health business. It just underscores the vulnerabilities in our healthcare infrastructure, doesn't it? I mean, when one of the two biggest players in the pharmacy claims switch business gets hit, you can imagine the domino effect it has. The ripple effects of these cyber attacks are far-reaching. Not only are we looking at operational disruptions, but it's the financial strain and the impact on patients that's particularly concerning. Imagine the anxiety of not being able to access your medication because of a cyber attack. It's unthinkable. Yeah, and it's not like it's the first time we're seeing this. 
Remember the colonial pipeline debacle? It's like deja vu. And it seems like these hackers, LPHV in this case, they're just becoming more emboldened and resilient. Government takedowns aren't enough. We need to get more proactive about our cybersecurity pronto. Right, Mark. The resilience of these hacking groups is indeed worrisome. And while law enforcement agencies are putting in efforts, it's clear that it's going to take a lot more to deter these criminals. There's a serious need to rethink our cybersecurity strategies. Perhaps a more decentralized system could be a solution, instead of a few big players holding such significant control. I agree, Linda. That could definitely help avoid these systemic failures. But let's not forget, it's not just about the financial loss or the operational disruptions. It's the patient data that's at stake here. We're talking about sensitive information that could lead to serious privacy breaches. No doubt, Mark. Patient privacy is a critical concern. The responsibility for securing patient data should be shared across all stakeholders in the healthcare system. Stronger regulations, perhaps even international cooperation in cyber defense, could be the way forward. That's it for this morning. Have a great day and see you all tomorrow. Five at Eight is researched, written, and performed by artificial intelligence. For more information, visit botcaster.ai.